Lindsey Graham is a contemptible man. He's proven that over and over and over again over these last seven years where he has discarded every principle, every conviction to curl up under Donald Trump's legs, to nuzzle up, to get a little warmth, a little affection, a little advancement for his political career. It is truly one of the great astonishments of the age. For me personally, it's incredible to watch because I knew him so well. I remember an occasion on the Straight Talk Express with John McCain. We were in the back of the bus and the reporters were all gathered around asking questions and the phone rang. I recognized the voice immediately on the other end. I could hear it across the bus. It was Ted Kennedy. It was Ted Kennedy calling to check up on his friends, John McCain and Lindsey Graham. It was one of the more astonishing moments of my political career. McCain, who had begun the summer in last place, his front-running campaign completely collapsed, had come back. He had won the New Hampshire primary. He was on his way to becoming the Republican nominee, but he faced a primary where he was accused of being a rhino a Republican in name only. Mitt Romney was running to his right. And there, on the back of the bus in plain sight, John McCain and Lindsey Graham in front of the entire press corps yucking it up with the lion of the Senate, an icon of the Democratic left, Ted Kennedy. But that's who Lindsey Graham was. He was a friendly man and a funny one. Lindsey Graham got along with everybody got along with Hillary Clinton, and certainly got along with Joe Biden. He considered Joe Biden a friend and called him as such. Lindsey Graham talked about Joe Biden's outstanding character, talked about his family, talked about how much there was to admire about Joe Biden. Well, let's fast forward. Let us see how the Trump cancer has deformed Lindsey Graham's personality. Let's see Lindsey Graham talk about his good friend, the President of the United States. Let's watch Lindsey Graham talk about the urgent issues that will determine the type of prosperity and domestic tranquility our children and grandchildren have long after Lindsey Graham is dead as they live their lives for another 50, 60, 70 years. Let's watch. If you're worried about the slide to socialism, you're not crazy. If you believe there's a two-tiered justice system where the Bidens get away with stuff and they come after Trump and make stuff up, the dossier was fake, the laptop was real, you can't trust FBI, DOJ anymore. Well, what to do about it? If we have a Republican-controlled Senate, just two more votes, then we can stop all the crazy stuff. You know, Grassley being charged judiciary, I'll be in charge of budget. We can call these people into the Senate. What happened to the allegation that Hunter and Joe Biden had a conversation with a guy in Ukraine, a Burisma gas official, about money? Where did it go? How did it get disposed of? Mm-hmm. I can't ask those questions until I'm in charge. So if you want to have an insurance policy against socialism and accountability, uh, make sure we win the Senate in 2024. Indeed. It isn't just the rancor that stands out, of course, nor the stupidity, 
the abject idiocy. It's the soullessness. It's the meanness. And it's the lack of vision, which raises a question. If our greatest athletes wind up in the Olympics, why are our rottenest people winding up in the Congress? We have an enormous crisis of character and deficit in America. If these are the type of people who wind up in what was once known as the greatest deliberative body in the world. Lindsey Graham stands for a disgusting proposition, a grotesque one, and it's this. He must be relevant. He must be on television. He must be at the center of what he perceives to be political action and political power, no matter what, and no matter what the cost to the country. Lindsey Graham just wants a little affection. And the place he got it from was the lowest place he could have gotten it from, from Donald Trump's lap, who he climbed up on and curled into for the last seven years. Every single thing that he claimed to have believed in, that he claimed he would risk his political career for, was all utter nonsense. It was a con. He is the emptiest and most hollow of men, preaching now a gospel of extremism. Listen to his proposition. What he says is, the urgent business of the nation is what? Abusing the president's addicted son? Trying to disrupt and blow up his recovery? The allegations that Lindsey Graham is making against President Biden and Hunter Biden are conspiracies. They have no basis in fact outside of the fever swamps of Fox News. What occurred in the United States Congress, an anti-Semite conspiracy loon like Marjorie Taylor Greene holding up pictures of the president's son's privates, showing his most depraved images from his lowest moments in life, to what end? For the purposes of making the country stronger, better, achieving justice, domestic tranquility, prosperity? What is the point other than the cruelty? Are they seeking to drive him to suicide? Will Marjorie Taylor Greene and the rest and Lindsey Graham be satisfied if the president were to lose another son? What about all of his children? What is it that they want beyond the destruction of this human being whose life, like all human life, has worth and purpose? Lindsey Graham, a soulless and empty man, wants to do proverbial violence to the president's family because it will hurt a political opponent. How sick is that? Does it make your life better? Your mothers, your fathers, your sisters, your brothers, your neighbors, your kids? Does it fix a pothole? Does it make the airplanes fly on time? What is the purpose of it all beyond cruelty? 
There is a collapse of public integrity in this country. There is a collapse of probity and rectitude because the lowest people have reached the highest offices. Kevin McCarthy is a case in point. The speaker in name only, the man who stands for corruption at a level like no other person who has ever inhabited his office. He now seeks to expunge Donald Trump's impeachments, to wipe it away. How perfectly how to put it, Stalin-esque? It is what the Soviets did. When a general or minister or some communist apparatchik fell out of favor, they would simply be erased from history. They would literally disappear from the images. I guess that's Kevin McCarthy's plan. He's going to disappear the impeachments. They'll be gone, expunged, like they never happened. But of course they did, twice. Donald Trump is twice impeached. And Donald Trump now is twice indicted. And soon to be indicted again for trying to end American democracy, for his betrayal of his constitutional oath. Think for a second today about the heroism, the quiet heroism of people like Rosa Parks, whose defiance on an ordinary day lit a revolution for justice in this country. Rosa Parks had guts. Our politicians don't. Think about Harriet Tubman. Think about the young men who stormed off of landing crafts through the steel, hurling at them, slicing the person next to them to bits, the people who risked their life for liberty. Think about them. As you consider the cowardice and the scumbaggery of people like Kevin McCarthy and Lindsey Graham on this late July day. The United States of America is worth defending. Its institutions are worth preserving. Its noble purpose is worth making better. We have a national crisis because the American people are apathetic. And the American people have grown detached from the politicians that shape the destiny of the nation. And because of that, we have people like Lindsey Graham leading us. The lowest of the low can't look up high enough to see what's ahead. We all ought to remember that because we deserve better.